0: Welcome to Champions Club Radio. I'm your host Blanca Bedran, along with our team from the infamous Champions Club gym in Houston, Texas. Join us as we highlight breakthrough stories of mind, body, and community of champions leading by example in a time when we need it the most. Follow www.championsclubglobal to join the movement, or email us at info@championsclub.global for bookings and collaborations. Hey guys, welcome back to Champions Club Radio, where we love sharing breakthrough stories from our clients and across the board and uh, entertainers and so forth. And I'm your host, Blanca Beltran, along with my co-host, Elva Trevino. We're super excited with our guest today. Go ahead and introduce our
1: amazing guest, Elva. We are so fired up today because I know that this isn't the first time that you guys have heard me really just elevate a group of um, leaders, people who have actually, you know, been a part of my personal testimony when it came to not just building Champions Club, but really building myself. Um, Today, we have Sherry Wink, who is an an incredible woman. She's a mother, a wife, and a business owner. Um, But more than that, she's actually created a pathway as a trailblazer, as as a female entrepreneur who has done so much for women when it comes to unleashing everything that you can potentially be and what i mean by that is walking into an industry like sports coming out leading the pack over the last 30 years sherry wink has been such an influencer to pro athletes helping to represent them on and off the field even through books um, but where i met her was a few years back where we were um, in a mentorship group with tim grover none other than the the mental trainer of kobe bryant so what's so valuable about today guys is that sherry wink is such a powerhouse in her industry but she hasn't finished her testimony yet both in business as a wife and as a mother so today we're going to hear a little bit about some of the personal and professional breakthrough moments that she's had so sherry thank you so much for being here today and there's so much more into your bio that i could have said but we're going to leave that for you to say so we just want to hear a little bit about where you are and you know, leading up to today, just tell us a little bit about what makes Sherry Wink such a powerhouse. And the moment that you stepped into a male-dominated industry 30 years ago, I mean, I'm sure that that Sherry is such a different person than she is today. But walk us through a little bit of just, you know, who you are and what's led you to just becoming this icon to so many women.
2: Well, that's very flattering. Thank you. And thank you both for having me here today. Um, I appreciate everybody who's listening, I appreciate you having me here to talk about this. And um, the funny thing is, you know, people talk about my work in sports over now probably 35 years um, as it being this amazing thing. But truly, I never thought about it as being a woman or at that time, I was practically a girl um, going into the sports business where there were no women. I never thought about it as being a woman in a man's business. And I always felt like that would have Held me back and now I'm sure of it. Um, I I don't like the practice of saying, you know, we go to conferences and people will say, well, I'm a female entrepreneur. And I always think, well, you're an entrepreneur. Like you don't, men never say, well, I'm a male business owner. You're just a business owner. Mm -hmm. And we should all be elite at what we do, not because we come to it as male or female or whatever. I just take that out of it. And I've always strived to do the best I can do as being a great professional in my business. And I try to overlook the fact that I might be the only woman in the room. I don't really care. It hasn't helped me. It hasn't hurt me. It's it's probably has helped me and hurt me, but I don't really care. I don't put it out there as a reason to succeed or an excuse to fail.
1: That's so powerful. I love that. And I I can completely relate to that. I think a lot of times, and I've said this before, but you know, a lot of times before we walk into a room, we cancel ourselves, you know, whether it be a cultural thing or a sex thing. And so I I completely respect that. So, you know, outside of your business, you, you're very passionate about your family. So being from the hometown of Chicago, uh, let us know what your, your daily looks like as a mother and wife now in this season of your, your business. I know you're touring a lot. You're helping so many people to grow and still growing yourself but family is such a big deal to you. And I know that you've personally given me advice as a mother who's leading business also.
2: Well, my, my kids are no longer, um, they're no longer children in my household. Mm-hmm. So that's a game changer, right? You no longer have to make that choice between, oh, I have to do this, but I have to drive the kids or I have to be at the school event. I did that for many, many years. Um, and survived it and I definitely had to roll back my business or I chose to roll back my business to some extent during that time because I wanted to be present for a lot of things and I have, my kids are all close in age so in those years where um, there are choices to be made and you can choose to make them either way you can say this is important or this is not but I chose to balance that out a little bit more and by balance I don't mean that I didn't work I found other times that I had to do the work, so it meant staying up later at night. It meant working on weekends, working mornings, so that I could be present when I wanted to be, um, but still not have to sacrifice. I hope not sacrifice anything. And what you end up probably sacrificing the most of is your own, you know, your own self. Um, but that was important to me in those years. So um, my kids are now all on their own, they're in their 20s and one is 30 and has a baby of her own. And so they're not with me presently. And so, you know, we, things change, things shift as you know, you, you know, many of my friends have, at the age that we are, um, have worked less and there's more, I think more, I wanna say pressure, but it's, it becomes more common if people say, you should slow down, you know, you don't need to do this. And, and I find myself going the opposite. I work more than I ever have. Um, with more intensity, with greater results, maybe because I'm, I don't have the mixed bag of, of who's in my household. And, you know, I can focus on myself and the work that I want to do.
0: I love what you said real quick. I love what you said in terms of like balancing life and family, right? But also you just made a, a key note of uh, mentioning that it's your choice. You made the choice of, you know, sacrificing your rest time or, you know, your evenings, so to speak. So you can uh, really time be present. I love that you said that, being present for your kids because as mothers and as women, we have to make those tough choices. And I think it's so imperative that our viewers listen to you and know, and also know that, you know, it, I'm sure it wasn't an easy task to juggle all of that, especially when they're younger, but you survived it, you pushed through it and here you are. And I love that you said also like when people say, slow down because i could tell the same thing because my kids are not grown grown but they're in high school and so i mean yes they're busy with activities but it's different compared to when they're little right right and then people sounds like well you're always everywhere you're always here like you need to slow down when i hear that i find it confusing because it's like no i i'm gonna continue pushing whatever goals i'm driving for just like you did for your your um your business and and I love that you're sending out that message. Like you don't have to do anything anybody else tells you. You do what feels right for you.
2: It's it's for you to decide, you know, it, and it's very difficult when you are that person because it becomes, you know, there's some, you know, some solitude and probably some loneliness in those decisions you make because your friends will say to you, well, you know, we never see you or, you know, we're never around or, you know, I'm like, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm all right with that. I'm I'm doing what I want to do. I'm sorry that I can't do what you want to do. I understand that there's a price to pay for that. I do. I understand that, you know, there is a price and we all pay it in some regard when we're not doing what everyone is doing. But, you know, as we always say, if you do it like everyone else, you'll be like everyone else. And I feel like I've worked too hard in my career to, to build up to this point and say, well, now I guess I should do less. Why? Like, I don't know why. I have no reason to. It's, you know, it's not really financial. It's not really, you um, You know, it's it's the pride of building what I've built. I got into my business not expecting to. I never went into um, what I do saying I'm going to be an agent for sports celebrities and journalists and represent them in book deals and speaking. I I never that was not part of my 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 journey. My journey happened kind of happened in my path. And I stepped into a path that um, I didn't expect to and said, well, let's just see what happens here. And Mm -hmm. I just stayed on it. And when things shifted, I shifted with it and I had great success at it. Again, not really expecting to. Mm -hmm. And so when I did, I was like, I guess I'm gonna keep doing this for a while. Um, And I'm a great advocate in changing direction when the direction changes, don't fight it. As -hmm. so many of our businesses go through change and consolidation and expansion and all kinds of things that happen. Um, There is that fear of saying, well, you know, where I am right now is comfortable, I could stay with this. And the unknown is terrifying. But the unknown is like is where the greatness is. And as we say in our book winning, which I wrote with Tim Grover is, you know, as you mentioned, I think um, you have to do everything. You have to try these things, you have to live it because what's the worst that will happen? Really, what's the worst that will happen? If you step off that path and it turns into quicksand or mud instead of, you know, a golden brick, just get off the path, get to a new path, you know, swim to safety if you have to. But too many of us, you know, um, and I think especially women, everybody does it. Um, There's that people are in your ear all the time telling you that's crazy. Why would you do that? Right. When I got into sports, I will tell you the people in my life who knew me were like, you know, nothing about sports. And they were 100 percent right. I knew nothing about sports, zero. And I said, I will, I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> and it did.
1: And she says that with a smile. And that right there, Sherry, I mean, uh, there's so many people that that think they have to have it all figured out. And I I just admire what you just said so much because most people will never get on the other side of some of their fears. No, no, most people won't ever get in action long enough for them to make a mistake. And that's that's where it is. But guys, let me tell you really fast. The book winning is revolutionary. The first time I read uh, Relentless, it, I can't even remember how long ago. I want to say about ten years ago. I can't remember the day it was published, but it's been out. It's
2: been out for. Um, it'll be almost nine years. It's been out, so you can't be ten, but it might be eight or nine.
1: So it must have been when it just came out because it was gifted to me at a Christmas party for a self-development direct sales company that I was a part of at the time, and you know, such a great book that I I won out of the fifty that were on the table. It just so happened they landed in my hand, and it, it's it's such an amazing testimony to how much growth I've had from the the moment that book hit my, hit my desk. And, you know, one thing I loved about Relentless is that it really teaches you what it takes for you to have a relentless mindset, but winning, winning is the book that, really just goes against every book you've ever read that is so cliche about what it takes to win and to be a leader and to have grit and to really kind of find your purpose. So for all you guys listening, I, I know most of my gym, I've either sent them the audio, given away about 14 books now. I mean, I put that thing in everyone's thank hands. You. You're welcome. But thank you because it's really allowed people to see the true reality of what it takes. And you know, like Blanca and I were talking about before you got on, winning isn't pretty. It's not this who hoopla hype man show where you have a crowd of sea of people that are empowering you, financing you, you know, helping you to wipe the tears and sweat. And, you know, all these things that we can, we can establish or and go through in our testimonies, but let alone in leadership, you know? So what was it that made you guys want to get that second, you know, the backup to relentless out? I mean, obviously you guys have Such an untouchable content. It's what I told Tim Grover too. I said, you guys are so untouchable when it comes to the way that your minds work and the perspective you have on winning, but what was it that inevitably helped you pull that out.
2: Well, I think Tim and I come to it from different histories, but really the same path that led us to one place, you know, Tim's history of working with the greatest athletes, the greatest people of all time showed him how winning occurs at the highest level. And for me, it was really a function, again, of like looking at the BS that's out there. And every time someone says, you got this, you know, let's go. And you think, well, what does that mean? Like, really, what does that mean? And that was the core of Relentless, was was looking at how, how people perform at the highest level and how difficult it is to do that and sustain it. And the feedback we got to Relentless over these years, the number of people that said, I thought I was crazy. I thought I was the only one. I thought there was something wrong with me for being so intense and so obsessed. And we heard that over and over and over. That book has sold over a million copies, and and that's the one thing that people keep coming back to, is that it really gives you the freedom to say I'm I'm doing what I know is right. Winning was winning was a long time in coming because when you have a book that sells, I have Cody here on my lap. This is uh, this is Tim's dog Cody. He likes to make the appearance. So I'm sorry if he. Elevating it here, but he likes to elevate. Um, winning was in part a response to listening to so many people in the self-development space and how much, I won't call it bad advice, but really weak advice, mm-hmm. not valuable advice, not usable advice, just the same old blah, 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 blah. And we looked at it as, you know, maybe having a few more years under our belt in life. We're not, you know, we're not kids. We're not the, you know, we're not the youngest up and comers. I don't know why you want to hear it from the up and, you know, there's people at all levels, but we felt like we had, you know, seen a few things in our careers. And certainly after writing relentless, we're like, this is, this is the book. It's about the truth. It's the unforgiving race. When you've done it this many years, over and over and over, You, you have to stop and assess what the hell you had to have done to achieve this. And the, the, what you went through alone, what you went through in private, what you had to talk yourself through, you know, it's not about the celebration always that's there. It's great. But winning more than anything is about what you will overcome in your own heart and soul. To keep going back again and again and again, when everything inside of you is saying it would be nice to it would be nice to stop, but mm-hmm. you don't. But you don't. That's so powerful. That's, that's the glory of winning. So if you look at, for example, um, I'll look. I'll just say. I'll just use Michael Jordan as an example. Greatest champion of all time, right? You're the champions' club. He's the champion of all champions.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He won six rings, tremendous, right? Tom Brady, let's say, you know, seven rings. And only for those number of days are those people that they're a champ, they won that one day. You do all of this for six days, for seven days, your whole career, 15 years, 20 years, however many years you stay in that race. Because as soon as you've won it, you, it, it's over. now you have to go do it again. you don't get to stay the champion. Mm-hmm. And for those people, the minute they win it, it's over, you have to start over again. So translate that into art. forget it, you know there's no one on this call that's winning six you know six NBA titles or seven Super Bowl rings. So moving that ahead and our businesses, that deal we just made, it's done. You got to make another deal. Okay. So that appearance you made, the talk you gave, the, the seminar that you were a rock star at, you know, the money you made at the end of your year. When we sit down, we're like, wow, I had an unbelievable year. Guess what? It's January 1st. You have to start over again. That money is earned and banked. You don't get to keep that. You just get to start again. So the I- great year you had in business,
0: it doesn't mean anything if you don't repeat it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's so powerful because um, you just made the comment about us not being NBA players. Of course, we're not. Well, I played a little basketball in my high school. <laughs> I'm going to look I
1: don't know about you guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's so true because we as individuals are our biggest, you know, deterrent in our head, right? And I saw the the Michael Jordan special where they kind of followed him around. So I got to see exactly what you're talking about in terms of him feeling like he just wanted to be left alone. There were days mm-hmm. that you know he loved it, but there were times where like I, he didn't want to talk to anybody. He just was in a whole trap. He called it like being trapped in a hotel room. That's right. Go outside and have just the moment, like like you and I. All three of us are able to walk outside and take a stroll, and nobody bother us. He didn't have that luxury. We right. don't look at it as luxury, luxurious thing just to go walking. But for him, that would have been everything at that moment, right? So you hit it on the head in terms of it takes a lot to win, and then also like starting all over again. So how do you do that to so get in that mental space and be able to do it over and over again? And um, so, yeah, how amazing that you're able to, you know, collaborate with these, cl- collaborate with these individuals and really kind of get a little uh, breakthrough in terms of in their mindset of what it takes. And everybody's different, right? So tell us a little bit about like, I know that you talk to many individuals in the, in the sports agency. Um, the one that kind of stuck to me because I'm a Houston girl, Houston Astro. So Nolan Ryan, um, is there anything that you'd like to share about Nolan Ryan's story? Um, I did a book with
2: Nolan Ryan, actually, I did a book with Nolan Ryan many years ago, which actually still sells very well. Nolan Ryan pictures Bible. Um, I think that's a great example of someone who was willing to just keep doing the work, doing the work because You know, it's a different world now. The therapies are different. The training is different. The protocols are different for how to keep a pitcher training. And i give you a a Nolan Ryan story. Um, He was the first to do, he he hired a guy named Tom House, who was the pitching coach, his personal pitching coach. And I think he might have been the pitching coach of the Astros, but I'm not sure about that. So I don't want to include that. Um, He's now a, a, he coaches quarterbacks um, and Tom had Nolan throwing footballs instead of baseballs in his training. And people were appalled. Like, you don't do that to Nolan Ryan. He's Nolan Ryan. Why would you screw him up with, give him a football instead of a baseball?
1: Okay.
2: And Tom's philosophy was well, he had the, to, for him, there was a scientific reason for it. And here's why, when you throw a football it and it added probably, I don't know that it, I don't know that it made Nolan a better pitcher but it kept him there longer. Mm. It allowed him to excel at the highest level. And Nolan was a a player who was not afraid to use different protocols and different ways of training to improve his skills, to improve what he does. Much like Tim does, that's Tim's thing. You know, Tim talks about um, the importance of knowing how to think for yourself, not just what to think. So you're not always going by the book. In our jobs, and our lives, this is what you have to do. Sometimes you have to go off of that Mm -hmm. and say, let me think of another way to do this. And that's true for all of us, right? The people who succeed succeed at the highest level are finding new ways to do things that others are shocked. You can't do that. Watch me. So that's my Nolan Ryan example for you.
1: Okay. Fits in with this
2: conversation. A true winner.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, we could sit here and talk to, talk to you for hours, but I know you have some things that you're going to have to get back to. But you know, Sherry, I just um, to give the, the listeners some insight. The the week that Kobe Bryant died, I had an opportunity to submit an application to be a part of D and D two. I believe it was the second class, uh, which is down and dirty, and it's one of Tim Grover's groups that Sherry uh, runs with him. And th- I've been through mentorship for the last decade, intentionally looking for things like self development, negotiations, finances, all the things that I knew that I wanted to get stronger at, but didn't really understand for what. I just wanted to keep learning and growing, and. One thing I respect and admire so much about the platform that you guys have built is that for the first time in my life, I was truly able to to write an application and submit it with the rawness and realness that makes me, me. And it's not to say that I've lived behind a mask by any means, but what I have done is seen what, that from the moment that I pushed enter, I felt so myself. And I don't think that I've ever had a platform or um, um, someone to look up to that that could pull something like that out of me. And that's just the beginning. Once I got, got accepted into the, the class, it was the week before Kobe Bryant died. And that first class, I'm never going to forget the intensity that was there. Um, because obviously, you know, you guys being so close to Kobe and Tim Grover having, you know, such a great hand in his career, you could tell that it was hitting chords where you guys were persevering and truly showing up like the champions that you are to still you know, make the show go on and to selflessly help all of these people that were in your group. You know, and since then, Down and Dirty has increased. They've added so many programs to uh, their Relentless Programs and to Tim Grover's website, along with now winning the new book that, that came out. I think you guys were still writing it just then during quarantine. And um, now that we've, we've progressed and we're a part of this group called Down and Dirty Legends, which is basically taking different people from different groups and putting them into a community where every week we're able to not just you know, learn from you guys, connect with you guys, but also grow from each other. Guys, if you're not following Sherry Wink's Instagram page, if you're not, you know, following her as a whole, I'm going to tell you to take your phones out right now and to go onto Instagram and follow Sherry Wink. It's such a big vital tool for you to really look at people who are telling you like it is. And there are a lot of things that all of us have something to fix or to really kind of look at dead in the face. And if you don't have the type of people around you that are, te- that are helping you to grow into the best version of yourself, not what they put on you and not what they believe that you should be doing with your life. People who will tell you things very rawly and really, and people who will let you be as authentic as you are, then you're continuing to keep yourself uh, sabotaged with the right environment, the wrong environments around you, with the wrong people and the wrong voices around you. And I think that one thing you guys have taught me outside of one of the chapters in winning being winning is selfish. Um, where I was able to give a talk just because that one for me was something that I really needed to learn how to do so that people would stop trying to, you know, take me for granted and put me over in business. Um, it was more so that, you know, we have to continually look at how we're outdoing ourselves. And if people are telling you something that doesn't feel right within you, then you need to stop listening to everyone's advice and you need to start, start listening to your own. This book has been such a, a roadmap for hundreds of people around us and you know, you guys were a New York Times bestseller. And I know that that was one of the main agendas for you um, and such a big, just incredible milestone. But you know, for, for me, just so the guys out there listening understand the, val- the validity of you guys in my life, Champions Club wouldn't have potentially made it through COVID had I not had the right mindset through all of it. And this is through health issues. This is through financial battles for the gym. This is through people trying to destroy our platform. Had it not been for these two mentors, then I don't know how much more I would have been able to take last September, you know, and because I continually had their voices in my head, I just, so as a testimony to you guys, Champions Club is a lot stronger because of it.
2: Well, you are such an important member of our group because you have such a powerful story yourself and the force of your personality, I think is an inspiration to other people in the group. And that's one of the things we love about the down and dirty is it really is no BS because there's plenty of groups for that. So we wanted a group that was based in no judgment. You know, you know how Tim is on those calls. Like he'll just call you out left and right. And he's very involved. It's not like a lot of groups where people sign up and then they have a lot of guests and, and I'm not pitching the group because I'm not sure if, I'm not even sure what's next for us. Cause we're very, you know, we love the group that we have right now, but should we open it up again? Um, I would hope that everybody would have the kind of experience and the kind of participation that you have had um, because you bring total reality to it and that's what makes a group like that great when you can be around people of like minds who you know how, look how many times people come into something they say i can't even say this to my friends i'm going to say this in the privacy of this group i don't even know you people but mm-hmm. they do and it's it's a safe harbor and i think people tend to come out of it you know knowing that they've been around people who have experienced the same things and that gives us all some courage and strength and um you know it's not a self-help kind of a thing that's not what we're really about but it's about reality you know winning is hard competition is hard let's just put it out there and stop pretending like wow i got a new car i'm a big success no you're not you just got a car
1: <laughs> so <laughs> you know
2: keep succeeding
1: no it's so true hmm So Blanca, any uh, last words or questions you have for Sherry? I know as you are planning out your 2022, you've got some big things over here with this uh, MC of Houston, this girl's all over the city, um, in the limelight, local celebrity. But, you know, the, when we were learning more about just your uh, story and looking through the history, it's it's not, it's not a weird time that you and Sherry are meeting. So anything, uh, Blanca, you'd like to ask her just on a personal level for what you know is coming next year for you?
0: Well, I'm working on a book and um, it's kind of like a children's book in terms of my childhood experience during um, growing up with our comadres who are friends um, that were kind of became family, right? And, you know, I'm just super excited to be able to share. and, And so I was listening to some things that you were saying like how people just like, well, how are you gonna do that? And what are you thinking? What, you know, like I just totally block out the noise. And just focus on what I want to do, and just keep moving forward. And you know, thank you so much for sharing part of your story because it definitely has lit a, a fire in me. I, it was already there, but it definitely has—it's really definitely amped up some more. So, but I have goals to be able to, you know, be able to finish writing it, um, hopefully ne- next month, and then be able to p- start publishing it. Hopefully, you know, with the, um, having somebody to illustrate it and so forth. But yeah, I'm super excited about that, and. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your passion. And I also love the fact that you focus on the fact that you didn't use gender. Like, well, I'm a woman in this industry. When you said that I immediately just cheered inside because when I started in the news industry it's it's still very dominant in in the male section. And And I didn't go in there thinking, okay, I'm gonna come in and make an impact as a female. Like, no, I'm gonna come in here and work my butt off to prove that I belong here. And I did, and I lasted in the ABC 13 for 18 years and doing different roles. And I was so fortunate to do that because that kind of doesn't happen in terms of moving into different departments within mm-hmm. one station. I just knew that I wasn't gonna work at, a, at the competition because that's where I, as a child, that's where I was watching, that's what I wanted to do. And I knew that I was going to do it. There was no distraction on the fact that it was gonna happen. Yeah. And I remember talking to my mom, telling her that I was going to work there. This is when I was still going to college, so I wasn't even done, no internship, nothing yet. And I told her, I'm going to work there. And she she just looked at me and said, how? I said, I don't know, mom, but I'm going to do it. And she's like, okay. So I just, you know, just mo- move forward. And just like you, I think you're like, like I think uh, Elva mentioned earlier, you're a trailblazer within the industry. So, you know, cheers to you and continue doing the work. And I love that. You still want to continue going and thriving along the way, you know, with so many p- amazing people surrounding you. And Elva has been such a gift in my life because of her. I feel like it's all about like-minded individuals. And I knew that, but I always felt like, I think you mentioned earlier, like people didn't get me, you know, because like, you're too ambitious. You're too this, like, okay, it's okay. That's how it's that's okay. Like, that's they okay. don't have to. They can talk exactly. behind
2: your back. Let them try to figure it out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, so, I yeah. know that.
2: I know people, like, try to figure out what's she doing. Like, we haven't seen yeah. her and she's never home and she's traveling, you know, her poor husband. I'm like, there's really none of your business. Yeah. going will figure it out. And at the end of the day, I get, you know, you have to deliver results, I think. You know, you can't just, you don't have to, but for your own satisfaction of making it worth it, it sure does make it a lot more rewarding if you're getting the results you set out to get and if you just keep spinning over and over again and you're putting people off and you're alienating everybody you know and you're not getting results and you probably need to look at you know why or what you can do to improve that situation but don't give up change adapt alter don't give Give up because there's something in there that you want to do you just have to figure out the thing that's going to connect for you that's going to get you to that next step absolutely
1: like um, one of Blanca's things when we first found her you know she had already been such an icon in Houston just on the local level and you know it was we invited her to a photo shoot that we did for the gym because we elevate our clients like crazy just you know a lot of women are following Instagrams and you know following a bunch of trash bunch of trash our my industry is so trashed and you don't have to put your ass out there for you to help make an impact that does nothing you know and so I'm, I'm very I feel like my parents raised me right in terms of ethics when it comes to those sort of things. (laughs) But when it came to our photo shoots and publications, I would, you know, uh, deck out our clients and get about 30 of them together, pay for hair makeup, make them feel like the Beyonce's, make them feel like the Instagram influencers. And it really made these very powerful, but also very humble women look at themselves in the mirror for once and say, you know, why am I following something that I'll never, you know, it's not even real. So when I found Blanca, she was a mutual friend of mine. We met at the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Long story short, she was living behind being over 50. And I'm like, Blanca, she's like, are you sure you want me in there with these 20 and 30 year olds? I'm like, well, first off, it's very eclectic. Second of all, I didn't even know you were that old. <laughs> like, and that's not even old, that young, you know? So now she's finally getting it together. And I think that it's such a true testimony that no matter where you are in your season, whether you're 36 or over 50, whether you're 18 or you're 70, you know, you you're continually writing your story and, you know, you can't die with your dreams. I think we talk about it all the time. There is no time. Tim Grover says that all the time. There, there is no time. So for all you guys who are waiting out there for the perfect moments, let me tell you, the biggest regret you're ever going to have is when you're in a hospital bed one day and, you know, fighting for your life or losing sight of just everything that you love and look at all the days that you wasted on nothingness, you know, People that are flooding the streets with baseball games and TV and their lives are, aren't where they want to be. I just don't understand why they have so much time to, to chill, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful to have friends like Blanca and mentors like you guys because it's, what are they doing out there, you know, and why are you disbelieving in yourself? There's enough people out there to wait to hate on you. Get to those problems. Quit hating on yourself. You know? Well, your,
2: And your point about, you know, people who focus on Instagram and watch other people's success, that also aligns with the, you know, people who show you their car and if they're all their Instagram posts are, you know, a paid photographer to take pictures of their face and take pictures of me here and look at my, I, I, I don't, if you really study those posts and you really look at it, you, you can really boil it down and be like, what are you doing? like what is your message here other than you've got someone to take pictures of you and make you look good in them, which is a great thing to do. But in addition to perhaps other things you have to say, and Elva has heard me say this, so I'll share this with you here. My firm belief, actions speak louder than boobs. And if you are hell bent on putting yourself out there that way, that's all people are going to know and see of you. Let your actions speak for you. They'll see the rest of it. If the best you can do is flaunt your physical assets which I hope are tremendous for everyone here. Maybe they are and maybe they aren't. Maybe you're where you want to be. Maybe you're not where you want to be. If you are getting results in the thing you care about, you will care way less about things that you don't really need to care about.
1: So sure. mm-hmm. And they're also choosing to follow those things. Right. Cut the craft, Listen, cut people the-
2: follow for different reasons. To some people, it motivates them. If you need motivation, it inspires, it gives you ideas that's for an individual to, to determine. But if you feel that that needs to be the standard for you in order to be successful, you don't need me to sit here and tell you that's ridiculous. So, so but you know, those accounts that you follow that everything seems to be perfect and amazing. And I hope that their life is that perfect and amazing, but I probably doubt that it is.
1: You're on my side of the bet on that one.
2: <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs>
1: Well, Sherry, let us know where can our followers find you and uh, what can we look forward to next?
2: You can follow me at Sherry Wank. Um, that's where I put most of my stuff. Also, please follow Tim Grover because we collaborate on a lot of things. Um, and he's the, uh, he is quite brilliant at what he does. And it's a pleasure and a joy to work with him and quite a privilege to have worked with him these last 10 years um, as a partner. So that has been tremendous for me as well um, you know, we're going to keep rolling out new content and seeing what we can put out there for, for everyone and being true to what we do. We will not, not working on a new book right now. So we're going to continue what we're doing and, um, hope that people enjoy it and we enjoy it. So we're going to keep putting it out there. And if there's another down and dirty, I know you will share that with your followers and we'd love to have you all aboard.
1: Absolutely. Funka.
0: Thank you so much for sharing everything with us Thank and you. our viewers. I think it's so uh, vital for people to hear your story and how you got to where you are today and you continue to thrive and we continue to, you know, wish you the best and continue success which I know you have and will continue to do until you don't feel like doing it anymore because <laughs> every day you're winning, right?
2: <laughs> every day until right, until you don't feel that way. And some right. days you don't feel that way. Sometimes you're like, you know what? I think I don't want to do this. But then, you know, you start thinking, well, Yeah, I really do. You just sometimes need a break. You need to push back. You need to find another way to channel that energy. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself.
0: Thank you.
1: Well, thank you for your time, Sherry. Um, We're going to let you get back to your role of being a badass and touring the country with the book. So guys, make sure you look for winning and follow Sherry Wink. That's W-E-N-K online, correct? W-E-N-K. And uh, we will hear more from her later, but we're going to let her get back to being Batman (laughs) out there. (laughs) All right, thanks so much. Uh, Thanks,
0: guys. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you very much.
1: And Cut, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow us as we release new stories, new breakthrough moments, and new motivational nuggets to help you get through 2021 and beyond. Be sure to write us at info at championsclub.global with your breakthrough stories and let us know how we can support, how we can collaborate, ask us about our, our mentorship programs in leadership, fitness, and more. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you soon.